We continue with our COVID-19 coverage this morning with officials from Baxter Regional Medical Center joining us, President and CEO Ron Peterson, Dr. Raymond Bandy, board-certified internal medicine and infectious disease physician, infection preventionist Stephanie Free, and Director of Marketing Tobias Pugsley. And Ron, we'll start with you with those latest statewide numbers this morning. Okay, thank you, Brad. It looks like the state continues to pick up on its testing. We're up to almost 53,000 tests now. We have uh, 49,459 negative tests, so there's been confirmed uh, 3,431 positive COVID cases across the state. Of those 3,431 individuals, 198 are currently in the hospital, 19 are on ventilators, and um, unfortunately we've had 76 deaths across the state. In the county, we've also picked up uh, the testing significantly. Uh, according to the ADH uh, uh, Arkansas Department of Health uh, website, we have uh, 324 tested. We have uh, 319 negatives, so there are five positives, and that number's been uh, pretty consistent for quite a while now. And as a system with Baxter Regional Medical Center, I, uh, I, I believe not all our numbers are in and not all our patients are from the county, but uh, we've tested 353 to date. Okay. Well, let's uh, talk to Dr. Bandy. We're excited to have Dr. Bandy with us this morning. He's uh, the provider at the all-new Baxter Regional Internal Medicine and Infectious Disease Clinic. Dr. Bandy, before some questions, uh, just first off, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, well, I'm from uh, uh, Missouri, grew up on a farm in southwest Missouri, uh, went to medical school at uh, the University of Missouri at uh, Columbia uh, then did my internal medicine residency at the University of Oklahoma. I was on staff at the University of Oklahoma in internal medicine for a couple of years. And then uh, did my infectious disease subspecialty training uh, fellowship at LSU uh, in New Orleans at Charity Hospital. And then most recently have been practicing a combination of internal medicine and infectious disease, primarily infectious disease, uh, in uh, northwest Arkansas at Mercy Medical Center in Rogers. Tell us about uh, the, the new practice here at BRMC, the Internal Medicine and Infectious Disease Clinic. Yeah, well, it will, uh, we, uh, I'm, I'm the first infectious disease physician who has been here at Baxter Regional, so exactly where that goes and the percentage of infectious disease that I will be doing has yet to be determined, but it will be a combination of internal medicine and the subspecialty of infectious diseases. Well, given your history with infectious disease, your thoughts on COVID nineteen? Uh, well, that uh, we could uh, we could talk <laughs> a long time. Um, I think just in general, uh, if, from an infectious disease standpoint, uh, it's pretty straightforward. Um, uh, coronavirus uh, coronaviruses have been around forever. They've been known as long as uh, uh, viral testing has been known and in any general, in any given year, uh, we think somewhere around 25% of common colds would be due to coronavirus. Now the uh, uh, coronavirus unfortunately has the ability to morph and change and mutate uh, into pathogens that could be more serious, which is what we saw in 2002 with the uh, SARS, uh, still existing with MERS, the Middle East uh, Respiratory Syndrome, uh, which we don't deal with uh, very often. And then again in November in the Wuhan province of China, they developed this novel coronavirus, which we know is uh, COVID-19. Um, it, 
It's a pretty uh, straightforward, serious viral infection. It presents like most viral infections do. Um, uh, 85 to 90 uh, uh, percent of people who get it, especially younger folks, have very few symptoms. Uh, there's no specific uh, antiviral medications that you can do for them. They simply get over it. They're exposed, uh, and uh, and then they become naturally immune. It's the individuals who are uh, elderly, uh, who have uh, multiple medical problems, those who have who are immune deficient, either primarily or because of um, uh, medications they're taking, who have had serious disease. And then in the United States right now, uh, as you know, I think we're running somewhere between 4 and 5 percent mortality, which is pretty high. I think that number will go down uh, in the future whenever we do antibody testing, especially on a lot of younger folks, professional folks, who have not presented uh, to the healthcare system and have not been tested. So I think epidemiologically, whenever we see um, all the numbers come back in, mortality will probably be somewhere around, somewhere between 2 and 3 percent. So it, it's a, it, a, a coronavirus is, it's a, um, it's a common virus, but we've had a mutation or it has morphed into a more serious um, uh, viral infection that we see now. Uh, and 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 that's and that's pretty straightforward from a viral standpoint. Uh, the biggest thing for coronavirus that we're dealing with now is not so much the infectious disease standpoint. Uh, we identify it, we treat it. If there if it's serious, we have supportive care measures that we do for that. And of course, there's incredible research uh, on uh, active antiviral agents that we can use for it. But the biggest thing across the nation and uh, in uh, Baxter County and the Mountain Home region is actually infection prevention. So what can we do uh, to keep a large number of people who would be at risk for serious infection from contracting the virus? So in general. Well, that kind of leads into where I was going with my next question here. Of course, both Arkansas and Missouri are, are starting to reopen now. From a medical standpoint, what, what, what's your thoughts on this? Yeah, I, 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 think, uh, I think actually that we should. Um, uh, one of the things that one of the difficulties that you get into whenever there's any pandemic is that you have to take a look at exactly what would be best for the culture. So you don't want to destroy culture while you're trying to save culture at the same time. And I think the best way to do that is to take a look at those individuals um, who are more, uh, who are at high risk. For instance, if you were over the age of um, 75, if you had chronic lung problems or a lot of other medical problems, even though they began to open up, um, you know, restaurants, churches, uh, places where people would congregate, I would still stay away from those because you're very, you're at very high risk um, for serious disease. On the other hand, we have a large segment of the population, uh, those who are uh, are younger, uh, they're very healthy, and their risk, even if they contract it, is very low. So uh, I, I think the epidemiologist need to give us a little bit more guidance, but from my perspective, it would be along the line of allowing those individuals who are lower risk to take um, uh, appropriate precautions, but allow them to continue to provide for their families, 
um, see society move on. But then those individuals who are at great risk, multiple medical problems, immune compromise, the elderly, that until the uh, virus um, uh, begins to decline, and by the way, coronavirus historically is a winter and early spring virus. And, and, and this is a novel virus, it's a new virus, so we don't know exactly what's going to happen. Uh, but if it is typical of coronaviruses, uh, then uh, as the weather begins to warm up, hopefully, simply, it will follow the pattern that uh, the family of coronaviruses that it comes from, and, and we'll see the incidence of the viral infections go down simply related to the weather. This is a cold weather virus historically, so hopefully that's going to happen. Uh, uh, but as that does, a larger proportion of the population will not be at risk. But having said that, until it goes away, those who are at great risk, I think, uh, would need to take um, continued precautions and special precautions. But that's a group of people, um, uh, uh, that's a much smaller group of people than it would take for our economy to get back up and get going and for things to open up and begin to move ahead. Very good information. Uh, Stephanie, let me let me uh, get to you this morning. Let's talk about testing and how that's going right now. It's going well. You know, as, as our numbers reflect, testing is definitely picking up, which is what we want. And so far, all of the ones we have tested have been negative, which is great news. Any new updates from uh, the COVID-19 task force there at the hospital? Not really. We continue to meet daily um, around 10 a.m., and we discuss any changes that have happened. We discuss our supplies. Our supplies seem to be picking up and improving, and so that's good news as well. Um, and, of course, the biggest thing we're looking at is as these guidelines from the state and um, the White House loosen, what are we going to do as a facility and what do we need to do as far as um, opening back up? Tobias, I'm sure you're still seeing lots of support from the community. Absolutely, Brad. We still see a ton of support from the community. Um, you know, everything from food to, to mass donations. Um, as things begin to open back up, you know, we understand that there's lots of places that are going to need masks, but we are still taking those donations. Um, people can still put those in the bags, bring them to one of the two entrances that are open, um, emergency entrance or medical arts. Um, drop that off in a bag with your name on it so we can make sure and send you a thank you note. Um, but we're still accepting those. And um, also, Brad, we've got a new um, number I'm going to put out there for those that want to do food donations. Um, we've had a, another gentleman reach out that wanted to do some oil change donations, change the oil of some of our people. Um, so we're getting all kinds of requests. So I, I, we, set, we set together a, a phone number where, where somebody can call if they want to make a donation of that caliber to the hospital. It's 870 um, Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, they can call that number um, and tell Melody over there what you want to donate, and, um, and we'll work with you to try to make that as easy and seamless as possible. We do appreciate our community and all the support that we got out there and, and really appreciate everyone. Very good. Ron, anything else we need to mention this morning? Well, I just want to say that we're very fortunate, I believe, to have somebody with uh, Dr. Bandy's training and background and expertise, and so we're real excited to have an uh, internal medicine infectious disease physician here in Mountain Home. And if anybody does want to make an appointment or, or uh, speak to him, his office is located at 310 Buttercup, Suite 6, uh, and uh, his telephone number is 870-508-7450. Very good. Guys, hey, great information again this morning. Thank you for the time. Thank, Thank you. you. Appreciate it. All right. Again, Ron Peterson, Dr. Raymond Bandy, Stephanie Free, and Tobias Pugsley this morning for Baxter Regional Medical Center.